I'm Jacob Rodriguez, Editor-in-Chief of the University Star, and you're listening to a University Star podcast. Around here, when you win, it isn't good enough. You know, but when you lose, damn sure ain't good enough. So so what is good enough? You guys need to tell us what is good enough. I guess you get paid to cause controversy, but in this locker room, we're not going to help that call. You, you write that in the paper. You write that. You make money off that. You're carrying on like a legacy, like your last name, you know? The people that did this in the 80s, they weren't doing it just because, oh, they thought it was a cool hairdo. No, they were doing it because they were badass. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Cats Got Our Tongues. Um, I'm Claire Partain, the sports editor, and then I'm here with the VP of podcasting, Andrew Zimmel. The Texas State Sports Press, Claire. I don't know how many times I need to tell yeah, you this. Yeah, I'm never going to change it. So, <laughs> um, But first today, we're going to talk about track. Um, Claire, if you guys don't know, is a track head. That's certified what we like. track head. That's what yes. we like to call them. She's very into the track scene. So to start this podcast, it's kind of a wacky week. Finals week is done for a lot of people. Other people are leaving and going off of the most beautiful campus in America mm-hmm. to go to nine to five jobs. So a little wacky. So we decided to start it with me asking you questions. Yes, we're changing it up a little bit to go with the vibe of this week. Mrs. Sports Editor. Yes, sir. All right, let's talk about the men's track team. Because I get on Twitter and all I see is people telling me that this is the greatest time to be alive if you're a Texas State Bobcat fan. And mostly because of how good track doing. Yeah, that's absolute facts. Um, so the men's team got their first conference title ever uh, in the Sun Belt. They got 122 points. They beat out everyone else in the conference. I told y'all not to sleep on them and then we had the women's team come in second with 128 points overall so they were the runners up now is this one of the first times that this track team has been this successful or have they always been this successful so the men's team this is the first time they've ever won um since they joined the sun belt so this is a big deal and it's the first time they've won any conference uh since they won the southland in 2004 so definitely this is different than usual uh and the women's team does usually come up first or second so that's it's a little bit more usual for them so for the men's team let's talk about that this is the first time they've won a conference title in over a decade yes what players or what track members really stood out this year well okay so we have one player in particular that always comes to mind and that's Tamon Johnson um, he won shot put for the third year in a row he also won shot and discus in the indoor season and he's actually one of our seniors so he's been doing this constantly ever since he got here um, he had a 19.7 meter throw and shot so that was a big deal We've also got Ben Collerton. He's incredible. Um, I think he's ranked 24th in the nation in the decathlon. Wow. Yeah, big deal. Uh, And so he got back-to-back. This is his second time winning the decathlon. He won the heptathlon and set the school record during the indoor season. Now, before we get too deep into the weeds here, can you tell yeah. me what a decathlon heptathlon oh, is? Oh yeah, I forget for the people that you know aren't in there. Heads. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the decathlon is actually ten separate events. So uh, he has to be able to be able to like accomplish multiple events in one day. I don't know how he does it. It seems exhausting to me. But can you name some of those events for me real quick? Yeah. If you don't like know all ten, that's fine. I don't know all ten, um, but I know that pole vault's in there. I know discus is in there. I know high jumps in there. There's also, I believe, shot. Um, I'm not sure what other ones, honestly. So you really, you really have to be a well-rounded athlete. Mm-hmm. Are these some of the best athletes, the people that do the decathlon, the heptathlon? I think so, yeah. Definitely the most well-versed. Because even though they're not like maybe the standouts in each event, 
which actually Ben is. Um, he's like ranked in the top ten for like five separate events because of the decathlon. But a lot of them in the Sun Belt Conference or in the nation. In the Sun Belt Conference, yeah. To clarify, there we go. But yeah, so you have to be really well versed in a lot of different things. You've got to be strong and fast, and just got you have to have a lot of stuff going on. So tell me about the women's team a little bit more because as I've gone and covered Texas State track field, I, I've been where you were at one mm-hmm. point, Claire. You know, going to these track going meets. To meets. And the women's team was good then, and now, four years later, they're still really good. So what what success have they had? What have they been able to, you know, unpunning right here, pass the baton from season to season? Tramisha freaking Hardy. That's the secret right there. Tramisha got the most points for this meet. She's a senior, so since you've started for these past four years, she's been killing the game. Um, she won the 200-meter uh, she got second in the 100 meter. She was the anchor for the 4x4, and she was part of the 4x100. So she was just consistent in all of those events. But that's not to discount, like, all the other female athletes, because I know I talk about Tramisha way too much. <laughs> um, we have, right, would you say you're the president of the fan club, the Tramisha fan club? I would say so. I actually got the chance to meet her at a track meet, and I fangirled. Like, I freaked out. Really? It was really bad, yeah. We might have to revoke that capital J of the journalist. Yeah, I know, That's man. tough. Yeah, it was rough. So tell me, what was she like? Um, she was pretty cool. Yeah, we talked about her career, which was a little different. She's gonna be a sports, uh, a video editor for sports. She wants to do it for track, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Did she know like what she wants to do, or did you kind of like give her the nudge, nudge? Hey, University Star, we could have been using you. No, I know she was a. She's been a mass comm major this whole time. She's a DMI major. So, wow. Yeah. We, she could have been sitting yeah. next to you in mm-hmm. class. And you wouldn't. Yeah, even know I it. know. I wouldn't have known it. So the athletes, the stars, they're just like mm, us. They're just like us. It's crazy. Yeah, but uh, on the for the rest of the women's team, we also have a distance queen, Leslie Romero. She's been killing the game, too. She won the 10,000-meter run, 10,000 meters. Now, let's talk about American numbers. What is 10,000 meters? How many feet is that? A lot of feet? A little feet? It's many feet. I don't even know how many feet it is. So, Golly, we yeah, need to get I on know. our... I'm not, not good on the math department, <laughs> so... So 10,000 meters, she wins that race. She wins that race. She set the school record for the steeplechase also, which steeplechase we talked about last uh, last podcast is another crazy event. So she just does the ones that she gets down and dirty and does the events that, honestly, I would never do in a million years, and she always wins, so it's pretty awesome. That's incredible, Claire. Anything else that we should be keeping an eye on in the track's world? Yeah, so they're moving on to regionals. The West, uh, they're going to be going to California on May 23rd, and then Ooh. hopefully some of our players will advance to the NCAA championships. So keep an eye out for them, see what they're doing, look for updates. See, what we did here is we gave Claire the chance to talk about her beloved track team. Yes. <laughs> did, do you like that, Claire? Oh, I'm so happy. We started it, yeah. the podcast off talking about track. Mm-hmm. That's a first. That is a first. Yep. Who do we have coming up next? So coming up next, we've got Colton McWilliams. He's got he's kind of our softball beat writer, and then he's also going to be talking about baseball and what's to come with them as well. Thanks so much for having me on, Claire. Yeah, no problem. See you in a second. <laughs> All right, see ya. All right, now we're on with uh, one of our reporters, Colton McWilliams, um, and he's basically our softball reporter. So we're going to talk about what exactly went down at the Sun Belt Championship here in San Marcos this weekend. Uh, so it really, like, how it started out, it started out really good. Like, our softball team played Louisiana Monroe in the very first round. And we won 3 to nothing. and it was a really fantastic pitching performance. Like I said, Daniela Barrera and Megan King, they both were, like, were the power horses, just, like, making sure we were staying in the game. 
in our offense, like only only score three ones, but when your defense, when your pitching rotation is only allowed like two hits the entire game, mm-hmm. like your offense is going to be really good. So it, they started off really good, and then they had to play the monster of the entire dun, tournament, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Louisiana Lafayette, and. My goodness, those girls can play. I mean, their mm-hmm. pitching staff was good. Their batting, I mean, their offense was powerful. Like, you couldn't stop them. And our girls did really well. I was actually really proud. Like, we stayed in the game mm-hmm. through the entire duration. Yeah, we held them to three to four, right? And we yeah. lo- only lost, like, four to three. And it four much, to three, yeah. Well, said, it, we didn't get blown out, but we sure didn't, like, back down. We kind of like punch the monster in the face of like yo come at, come at us like we're we're not afraid of you and that's what they did and just so you know uh so louisiana is actually ranked uh or they were ranked first in our conference and they were undefeated in conference so 25 straight games they won so it was pretty uh pretty daunting task to try to beat them in the quarterfinals here yes lafayette was no pushover like they're they're probably like the best like mid-major like softball team in a nation and I don't think like a lot of people would disagree with that like just Mm -hmm. they've just been like really dominant and Texas State gave everything like Lafayette had and I said I wasn't disappointed in the four to three loss because I knew Lafayette was really good and the fact we stayed in the game to the very end like made me proud like okay maybe this next game we're finally going to pull through and then that now that's what we thought um, um Unfortunately, that's not what happened. No, it really was. So, to give y'all a recap, so we were supposed to, pl- after the Lafayette game, we were supposed to play, I think it was that Friday? Yeah, mm-hmm. we were supposed to, no, it was, we were supposed to play that Thursday night, but they moved it up to Friday because, right. like, because it had been rain, it had rained the entire week, and I mean, I never saw, like, so many, like, weather delays oh, yeah, in a tournament, constantly. like, everything was getting pushed mm-hmm. back, like, that Louisiana Monroe game we were talking about earlier, the Start time was like 9.35 because mm-hmm. of the rain And storms. it was supposed to start at 5.30. So everything was pushed back like at least four hours. And that kept happening throughout the tournament. Mm-hmm. I said, so it was just this massive like shifting like game times and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So Texas State plays UTA. And it was like 10.30 in the morning. And like I said, the tournament was like 90 degrees. Like it was pretty warm weather. That Friday, it was 60 degrees Ooh. and it was like sprinkling. <laughs> like it was one of the most miserable times like. Because I had to sit outside because we didn't have enough room in the press box. So I was just sitting outside. Were you sitting on those wet bleacher seats, Colton? No, I was up in the Oh, you were in the top. press box. Oh, okay. Yeah, up okay. at the very top. But okay. I was still, like, miserable. I was like, yeah. man, this, this really <laughs> sucks. So we, we play UTA, and I'm going to be honest with you, like, they just flat out didn't show up. And, like, I don't know whether it was the camp, like, they playing in the morning and it was just miserable weather but like they just did not come out and we were making so many errors like mm-hmm. errors like the softball team should have ma- made like the team that played against Lafayette and the team that played against Arlington like it's a night and day comparison the team that played Lafayette was way better than the team that played UTA and I don't know what it was like they just made like so many mental errors right and like, they had like a five run inning in that third in the third inning. That was really the, the game changing it really That's inning. really what changed the game and mm-hmm. just everyone just kind of like died. Like fan support just kind of died. And okay. Then the what player... was the fan turnout for that last game and for the tournament in general? Well, for the Lafayette game, like there was like a considerable amount of people mm-hmm. there, which I was actually proud, but we were kind of like overran by the Lafayette like fan base. Like I'm going to be honest with you, like I was kind of jealous like the soft- Lafayette softball team's got that kind of following. Like, to go from, like, Lafayette, Louisiana, 
and travel across the state to San Marcos mm-hmm. and not show up like in just droves and just like cheering and all that stuff. I was like, man, I wish our I wish our fans would show up for our softball team. And, and was- just so you know, Colton is actually a traitor in our midst. Um, he was invited to the Lafayette tailgate show and sent a picture of him eating some barbecue <laughs> over there. I mean, I. If you, if you see, like, a Louisiana tailgate put on by Louisiana people, like, I was not just going to turn down, like, no, I don't want it. Like, I wanted to see how it is, and oh, my gosh, like, it, it was really good. I was like, and they ended up asking me, oh, yeah, where's the Texas State tailgate? And I would just be like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's not, we, we nah, didn't throw a tailgate. Not today. Not yeah, today. Normally, we have one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not saying that Colton participating in the tailgate is directly related to our losses, but I'm not saying it's not either. <laughs> um, but, yeah, let's talk about the – so the UTA game, you talked about um, playing against ULM. We had a pro- strong pitching game. Um, so what exactly happened in the third elimination game, it, you think? It was honestly just, like, mental errors. Like, we weren't fielding – like, there was a lot of ground balls, like, we could field, but we just mm-hmm. didn't. And, like, UTA just kind of just kept pounding away, pounding away, and just, like – almost like a snowball effect. Like, every mistake, like, Texas State would make, UTA would capitalize, and it would just go mm-hmm. ag- again and again and again and again. And it just got to the point where, like, they Texas State just dug their self in a hole, so deep in a hole, like, they couldn't just come back and just win the entire thing. And it was just almost, like, depressing just to watch. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, like, the players were just, like, they were just unhappy. They were and, downtrodden by the end. Yeah. It, and I said by the end of the game, like, you could tell, like, it I wouldn't say they given up, mm-hmm. like, because I didn't think they gave up during the tournament. It was just like, it was so much they were that was going on. Like it was just, yeah. And you talked a little bit about how our um, defensive game was not coming up to par. But what about offensively? Uh, were we putting the bat to the ball at all, or yeah, we were putting the bat to the ball, but it was just like we were just pop-ups and mm. then we would get like a single like at one point we had like a runner on second with like no outs and we were unable to bring the runner in oh my god yeah so you you can't win a baseball a softball game or a baseball game for that matter <laughs> by leaving so many runners on base and not taking advantage like i remember one type play it was chris christina mcdowell laid down a bun i was like okay we're gonna finally get a base runner but she overran the base. She overran the base? Yeah, she overran the base, and UTA picked her off, and that was oh the end of the God. inning, and it was just like, oh, my God. It's just the little things like, like was, that that added up then? Yeah, it was all these, like, little mental mistakes that just added up and added up and to the point, like, UTA, like, blew us on the field, oh. off the field, in our home stadium in the Sun Belt Tournament. In six innings, in run six, rule. It, it oh. was one of those, like, demoralizing, like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. like, it was one of those, like, nightmare Samar- scenarios where you're just like, please wake me up. This can't be real. But, like, it, oh, no. But it, it happened. It really happened. So it was a really disappointing way to end the season. Because, For sure. Because this team was really improving from, mm-hmm. like, very beginning to now. Like I said, they were playing Lafayette to, like, a one-run game. Yeah, like, right before that. And Lafayette is not – they're not a pushover. Like, they're one of the best teams, mm-hmm. like, in in the conference – and probably in the nation. And so to see them just, like, bow out like that, it was just kind of just put, like, a big damper on the entire how, – how they ended. It's almost mm-hmm. like, you know, the the men's basketball team. Yeah, I, I kind of saw some parallels there. It's like this loss here kind of overshadowed some of the things they did this season because they had a pretty good – they had, like, a pretty good win streak yeah. at one point and – 
Yeah, there's there's a lot of parallels you can do with the men's basketball team, the mm-hmm. softball team, just because like they had really great start. Like they didn't start off really well, but they mm-hmm. during conference play you could see the ball rolling. It's like okay, I can see where this team is going. And then like I said they kind of teeter off at the end, but everyone bit. was like okay, but somebody let's see if they can turn everything around and mm-hmm. like kind of like the basketball team. They just that final game like they didn't do just it fell and, apart. And it's like oh, it put a damper on like what was. Turning out to be a really good, mm-hmm. like a really good turnaround for the softball team. But when you end like on a note like that, it just kind of sours the entire yeah. season. But but I think the softball team next year is going to be really good because they're only losing like three seniors off that t- oh, team. Oh, that's pretty good. So yeah, they can maybe build off of this and learn from it a yeah, little. Yeah, that's bit. what I was hoping. Like from this loss, they learn like let's. N- this is never going to happen to the yeah. softball team ever again. Like I kind of compare it to like. When the Spurs were playing the Miami Heat in that game six, when mm-hmm. Ray Allen hit that three-pointer, Greg Popovich like replayed that entire video for the next season, and it just motivated the motivated Spurs them. players. Mm-hmm. And when they made it to the NBA Finals, they like destroyed the Miami Heat. So that's what I'm kind of hoping for the softball team. Is like they look at that loss and it's like we are better than this, right? And like I said, their pitching staff is. All intact, like Megan mm-hmm. King. We're keeping is coming. King and Barrera, right? Yeah, yeah. King and Barrera are coming back, and Tara Oldman's coming back, and then oh yeah, Haley McKay. Like a lot of good hitters on this base softball team are coming back. Mm-hmm. So, it, so I wouldn't like even though we missed the NCAA tournament, this isn't going to be like oh we're not going to make no. This team's going to be back, and right? They're, they're coming back with a vengeance. Yeah, they're going to be coming back with a vengeance, and they're going to be challenging for that Sun Belt tournament mm-hmm. next year. So. All right, well, let's hope for that to happen. Um, so the softball team finished out fourth uh, in the Sun Belt, out in the tournament. But we do still have one final hope, and that's the baseball team. Yes, please, baseball please, team. Please, baseball. So they actually have one more series until the regular season closes out, and they have the championship of their own. Um, they're first in the Sun Belt right now, despite losing to Little Rock this past weekend. Um, so they lost the series 2-1. to one. So mm-hmm. do you care to... Uh, what exactly do you think happened with this series? Well, I think our pitching staff really kind of let let them down. Like that first game, I think Little Rock won on like a walk off home run, and like all their mm-hmm. runs were coming off of like solo home runs. Uh, the pitching staff was almost like disappointing. Besides that final game, mm-hmm. the pitching staff just allowed like a ton of runs. Like I think that second game was it? What was the score of that second game? The second game was uh we lost nine to five. So yeah. So when your pitching staff is allowing nine runs, mm-hmm. like I know our offense has been really fantastic. Oh for, for sure. For our, for the baseball team, but. Still, I don't expect, like, a team to constantly hit that nine-run mark. Like, mm-hmm. there's going to be days where, like, you're not going to get. Like, we scored five runs. Like, that's a really good am- That's a good amount of, like, runs mm-hmm. to keep up. But when you're allowing, like, nine runs, like, no. Like, it's almost – you can't c- consistently, like, allow, like, so many runs Yeah, per and game. expect to come back and win it. Yeah. Yeah, so the so Little Rock's ranked third. Um, so we were kind of expected to win there. So you're saying that you think that uh, it was a I think that was a really disappointing series loss mm-hmm. just because Texas State I think is clearly the better team. Like we've proven, yes. like we beat A and M, we beat Texas, we beat, we beat big P- guns, we beat like a lot of the good Texas programs, and the kind of fought flat against Little Rock was really disappointing. I was like, oh man, come on guys, like this isn't. <laughs> Like it almost gave me like flashbacks to kind of to the ba- to the ba- men's basketball back to team basketball. and like, back to the <laughs> softball team. Like, oh crap, we're gonna completely 
crumble at the very end. Well, let's hope not. And at least we lo- we won that third game pretty. Yes, the third. I'm really glad we won the third game because mm-hmm. if we would have got swept, I think that would have been like sent like major red flags. Oh like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, losing three in a row, getting that sweep against us, that would have been awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually scored 13 runs, which was really awesome in that yeah. last game. Mm-hmm. Like, the offense came alive during that last game, and so mm-hmm. I was really proud of that. Was it 13-9? 13-9, yep. So yeah, we're still enough. allowing some, a big number of runs, but at least we came back with our yeah, bats. Yeah, like I said, our pitch, uh, that pitching stuff is, like, really worrying me because, like, like the fact we we have allowed, like, eight, basically 18 runs over the last two games. That's mm-hmm. not good. Yeah, for sure. And how has our pitching lined up throughout the season compared to right now? It's kind of, like, been almost, like, up and down. Like, our two best pitchers, I think, are Connor Reich. He's... Right. He's the number one, You, because you're always going to see him, like, on the final game of the day. Like, he's mm-hmm. going to be the number one pitcher, and I think he is the best pitcher in that Texas baseball staff, Texas State base pitching staff. I think our second pitcher is probably, like, Hunter McMahon. Mm-hmm. He He's done a really fantastic job. I think at one point he had, like, 10, 11 strikeouts against, who was it, like, ETSA or someone. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of, like, the top two, like, starting pitchers. But our bullpen, has it been, like – really good because like I said we allowed the walk off home run and we'd be right. allowing like these nine run games like it's kind of raising like, a little bit I'm kind of concerned fear going yeah on, it's a little bit I'm kind of afraid of, like oh my gosh like if the pitch up doesn't improve like there's a chance like we could be like the men's basketball team just get knocked out oh, of the, God. yeah and I don't know if we could take another one no, of those I've been like like just watching like from basketball to mm-hmm. softball like baseball i'm just afraid that this baseball team's gonna collapse and like everyone's is so because everyone is excited about this baseball team mm-hmm. like well they should be mm-hmm. because we're because we're gunning for like a, our first sunbelt championship game, yeah which is gonna be a really big like big deal for us yeah i mean we're easily first in the sunbelt even with this series mm-hmm. loss we still kept our ranking um and luckily, our, our offense seems to be doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like, in the last game, we had all nine batters get a hit and also RBI, I think. Yeah, like, I'm not really concerned about our offense because our offense is going mm-hmm. to score runs no yeah. matter what, what. Like, we've got, like, a fantastic lineup. I said Ryan Newman, uh, Will Hollis, like, John Ruthers. Like, they are, are heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Like, and, they, and they're going to constantly, like, score for us. So, offensively, I'm not that concerned Like because I know we are going to score – runs on teams it's that pitching staff that really concerns me pitching is what needs to come through here mm-hmm. yeah and that's kind of what i want to see during this uta series it's like i want to see this pitching staff like throw down the gauntlet like mm-hmm. no let's let's get our let's get our crap together yeah, get and our let's, crap together finally. before let's do good mm-hmm. during the series and let's have like a strong finish before we start conference the conference tournament so what should we expect with this uta series this is arguably one of the most important like this is going to be a really important series because i think if we win one more game we clinch like the regular season title for mm-hmm. the sunbelt championship and we could lock down the number one seed so we need to get at least one more win but i know this is like kind of like high hopes like i really want to see this team like sweep uta kind of put the pedal to the metal like yes we are the best team in the sunbelt mm-hmm. like that little rock series was a fluke like we're gonna come back with a vengeance and we're gonna prove like yeah this is this is our time to shine like this is gonna be we're gonna clinch the sunbelt championship and we're gonna clinch this uh tournament and mm-hmm. we're gonna go to the ncaa t- 
tournament, so. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. So, yeah, high hopes for uh, baseball this uh, season. Hopefully they'll come up uh, and give us a win after the softball loss. All right, so now I'm here with former sports editor and current editor-in-chief Jacob Rodriguez and back with a VP of podcasts, Andrew Zimmel. And honestly, I don't know what this segment's about. I've been invaded, so we'll this see what This is what we call say. the clarify segment. <laughs> yeah, so Claire has to open it up, you know. Oh, yeah, so to clarify, <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about player movement, Claire. Mm, okay. We're talking about player empowerment. Okay, player empowerment, we're talking about what, right, right. What does it take to put Texas State athletes, to ha- give them more power over, you know, their marketing, the market, the way they market themselves. But it's not athletes. just university marketing, right? Because mm-hmm. it's the entirety of the athletic administration and also department at large. You know, this whole week, the entire department wouldn't shut up about the where they win that cup, Vic, the the Vic, cup, Vic Bosa Award or something like that for getting five conference championships. That's oh, yeah. great. And you know, you can take Spavital, you can take Coach Z, you can take uh, everybody out there that you want. But it really doesn't matter because who cares about that cup, you know? Hold on a second. Jacob, are you telling me awards don't matter? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying particular awards don't matter. <laughs> I, I'm saying this award from the commissioner of the Sun Belt that is basically, that should be, we should be getting something like that all the time because our team should be successful. Claire, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you know who the commissioner of the Sun Belt Conference is? I'm going to be real. I have no idea who the commissioner is. He's got is. a new one, so. Yeah, yeah be, see, that's the reason. Yeah. used to be Benson. So I don't know who it is now, but he okay. had, he had a lifetime achievement award at the Sun Belt tournament for basketball. Good to know. So anyway, <laughs> let's talk about player movement. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason that we wanted to come in here was talking about you and uh, your driving. Claire. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because this is a very localized podcast, because we don't talk a lot about like national sports news or anything like that, this is a good time to tell us about where is a good spot to park, where is a bad spot to park. So Claire. To clarify, you've been towed how many times now? I've been towed three times. <laughs> and how, how, and uh, get, ballpark it for me, Clara. Yeah, time About how much money was it to get your car out of the impound lot? So it cost actually one hundred and thirteen sixty-five. dollars How uh, much I, is a purple pass <laughs> A purple parking, pass yeah, may be $100. Yeah. I think it's like $120. Well, it's around, yeah, it's but around But it might 100. be prorated at this time of the semester, actually. I'm not exactly sure, um, obviously, because I don't have one. Um, but I do know <laughs> that towing costs exactly $113. And basically, if you think somewhere might be a bad place to park, don't park there. If you're not sure, do not park there. They will tell you. They're cutthroat. It my, should be illegal. Yeah, my immediate question to you yeah. is, have you ever seen Operation Repo or like Big Lick Towing or like okay. anything? Or have you ever been to the city of San Marcos at any point during the day <laughs> and saw the tow trucks just wheeling people out? See, we're going to take it back to my roots real quick. I come from Fairfield, Texas. Fairfield, otherwise known as Farmville. Um, there's 3,000 people there. We don't have towing companies. I didn't even know this was a problem. I thought you could park anywhere. So now Claire goes to the big old city. Big old city. <laughs> and gets towed. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a tough one. I guess your horse-drawn buggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guess it doesn't work as uh, well here in you know the city of uh, lights, right? Yeah, You're not going to make it to the Catfish the Jamboree no, now. <laughs> no, here at the Metropolis, we have of San Marcos. They tow all the time, apparently. So, okay, the first time you get towed. So, honestly, it's like, yeah. you know, tow me once, shame on you. Tow me twice, shame on me. Tow me three times, I'm just throwing money down the drain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the second time that she got towed, by the way, we were on our way to go see 
the softball tournament. Yes. The game that we ended up losing. So I guess not that big of a deal that we ended up not so, going. Good job dragging it back to the topic at hand. <laughs> yeah, of course. That was a great segue. But uh, so I'm walking across the street of, around Sesum because mm-hmm. she was parked illegally, but not illegally. I, go ahead and tell that story. So first. I don't think I was parked illegally because I bought kolaches. Um, and to give a little bit more context, <laughs> um, I was parked in the Mochas and Java's parking lot, which has a lot of different restaurants. I parked there. I was a paying customer. I went to Dos Gatos. I bought two kolaches. I bought a chorizo and a jalapeno and cheese. Both are delicious, by the way. And then I went about my business and maybe made my way down here for a couple of hours to the Trinity office. Come back, and what do I see? Not my car. So I don't know. I feel like I was legally parked there, but apparently not. So you think you can buy about $8 worth of food at a restaurant (laughs) and then park there for as long as you want? I think that's how it should be. And for reference... All right, Farmville. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, farming simulator. For reference, I was there for only two hours. I would never have been there the whole day, so... I don't know if that makes it better. Two hours? You probably, like, stole hundreds of dollars from these people. The parking lot wasn't even full. There was no reason to tow me. anywhere else. (laughs) Finals week, you know? Mm, I don't know. I don't know about it, but... So now you've lost close to $300 in parking. More than $300. That's incredible. Yeah, Claire. it's awful, actually. Day in the life. <laughs> what did we learn from this? What, what are we going to teach people going forward, Claire? Um, Don't drive anywhere. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> you will get towed. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for having us on, Claire. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for uh, coming on, guys. Uh. This is uh, <laughs> this was Cats Got Our Tongues. I'm Claire Partain, the sports editor, and I'm here with Jacob and Andrew Zimmel. Thanks, guys.